Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the podcast where TLDR does not apply and the study of history is a way of life. Today I want to talk about Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine, Ohio, as it is, such as it is. Now, why do I want to talk about that? Because, you know, this has been a, an epic display of reality as it pertains to the relationship between people and politicians, okay? Politicians, you know, are an interesting breed of cat. They will promise you the world. They will promise you the world, and they will sound like they are going to conquer the universe for you until they get into office, and then things change, and then they begin to serve their real masters, which would be the lobbyists, as they prostitute themselves out to the highest bidder. Now, here's the thing about uh, the situation in Palestine, Ohio. In case you haven't been keeping up with it, there was a train derailment out there, and it happened very in very close proximity to people's residences, businesses, things of this nature. Okay, so it's not it, this is not out in the middle of nowhere. In case you're curious, and you can look up the story. It's it's all out there. I will be quoting one article here on this podcast, maybe two, but probably just one. Just to set some context, so you know I'm not making any of this stuff up. This is not really a news episode of the podcast per se. It's really just, this is how, I want to I demonstrate how you can look at regular news stories and use them to understand exactly what it is that we're dealing with with these corrupt politicians. So when I say things like, you know, those 535 corrupt lunatics in Washington, D.C., and so on and so forth, you, you kind of get an idea, why do I say things like this? And this pertains to not really those 535 lunatics in Washington, D.C. This goes a little bit beyond that. This is the state level. So it's a whole lot deeper than just that. Now here, I'm going to read you some, some clips from a story, and then I'm going to talk about it. it. What does this mean, and why is this important? The, the article that I'm going to use for this is a USA Today article. I want, to, I want to say that one more time loud and proud for any, anybody out there who might be questioning how, how big of a problem this is. This is a USA Today article, and some of you folks out there will understand why I said that twice. Those folks out there who keep their ear to the ground. The title of the article, and I quote, What is vinyl chloride? Toxic gases connected to Ohio train derailment cause concern, end quote. This was written by a Brittany Peterson and Seth Borenston, of the Associated Press. This was published on February the 8th of 2023. The train derailment, by the way, happened on February the 3rd. As of the date that I am recording this podcast episode, it is February the 18th. It has been quite some time since this thing happened. Now, let me start reading to you some clips, and this will set the stage for what I'm going to talk about. Quote, East Palestine, Ohio. Days after crews released and burned toxic chemicals carried by a train that wrecked in Ohio, residents were concerned about toxic substances that could be lingering in their evacuated neighborhoods, end quote. And continuing on, quote, about 50 cars, including 10 carrying hazardous materials, derailed in a fiery crash Friday in East Palestine, according to rail operator Norfolk Southern and the National Transportation Safety Board. Vinyl chloride was released into the air Monday from five of those cars before crews ignited it to get rid of the highly flammable toxic chemicals in a controlled environment, creating a dark plume of smoke, end quote. And if you have not seen video of this dark plume of smoke, I highly encourage you to go online and look at it. This is insane, what it looks like. It looks like, it looks like a war zone out there. Um, it looks like um, some terrible, god-awful catastrophe. Now, let us read a little bit more in-depth here about what this is. Quote, What is vinyl chloride? 
The gas is used to make the polyvinyl chloride hard plastic resin and plastic products. It is found in products such as credit cards, furniture, and car parts, but is most notably used in PVC plastic piping, a common material in plumbing, end quote. Continuing on, quote, is vinyl chloride dangerous? Vinyl chloride is associated with increased risk of liver cancer and other cancers, according to the federal government's National Cancer Institute, end quote. Very interesting. So this stuff is pretty horrible. Now, let me read on. Quote, What happens when vinyl chloride burns? Officials warned the controlled burn would send phosgene and hydrogen chloride into the air. Phosgene is a highly toxic colorless gas with strong odor that can cause vomiting and breathing trouble and was used as a weapon in World War I, end quote. So in other words, it can kill people. I'll sum that up for you. Can phosgene gas kill people? Answer, yes. And yes, it was used in World War I as a uh, chemical weapon of sorts. So if effectively, it's a weapon of mass destruction. Okay. So what we have here is the authorities, in this case, in conjunction with the railroad company, effectively released a weapon of mass destruction across a region of Ohio. Okay. So why is this important? Now, and some people might say, well, they didn't have any choice. They had to get rid of this stuff. Really, the only way to do it was to burn it off, so on and so forth. Okay, fine. I'm not even going to argue that point. What I am going to ask is a question, because I noticed an anomaly. I noticed a, a bizarre situation happening here that stands in stark contrast to other things that I have seen over my lifetime. And anytime I see something like that, I start asking questions like, why? Why is it happening? There is something missing here. So what has the state done done to resolve this? Well, they've held some press conferences. They've provided, some, as I understand, some very basic kind of support to the community, but that's about it. Basic, basic, and I mean very basic, very rudimentary. And this is, again, from my observation. Other people may characterize it differently. That's fine. This is my opinion. And they evacuated people while they were releasing the weapon of mass destruction. I, as I take it, they have since told people they could go back and it's safe and so on and so forth. And, of course, people are reporting health issues. People are reporting uh, their animals either dying or having severe reactions to something they can't quite identify what. There's people reporting that fish are dying and so on and so forth. Okay. You can read—I'm not going to read all those articles to you. Go find this stuff. And believe me, it's, it's interesting stuff. All of that is going on. And what is missing here? What is missing from this equation? I asked myself I asked myself a question the other day. Has the state declared a disaster, like a formal state disaster area around East Palestine? And I went looking and I couldn't find anything. As best as I could tell, the state had not declared a disaster area around this accident. Despite the fact that it, this was a massive train derailment. Despite the fact that it was right next to a local community. Despite the fact that they released a weapon of mass destruction, despite the fact that people had to be evacuated, despite the fact that animals are dying, despite the fact that they are saying that this is uh, cancer-causing, this, this stuff could linger around for possibly months, years, I mean, there's not a real clear answer here, but there's a lot of speculation, and the speculation, based on what I have read, is that this could linger around for years. But there's no state disaster declaration. Does that sound weird to you? I mean, I've seen state disaster declarations for Anything and everything you could possibly imagine. Tornadoes, for example. Tornado drops out of the sky, wipes a neighborhood off the face of the planet. State disaster declaration. Now, just in case somebody doesn't believe me that this happens, I'm going to read you one. I'm going to read you a state disaster declaration over storms. Basically, rain, hail, and possibly a tornado or two. Let me read you one, and I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to exclude the. I still. I still ha try to maintain this policy of nonpartisanship on 
this podcast, so I'm not going to name any politicians. The name of the politician appears in the state disaster declaration. This is from the office of the governor in a particular state. I am going to redact the state, and I am going to redact the name of the governor. Just FYI. And when I redact something, I am going to say the word redacted, just in case you're curious, if you wonder why I say that. So here we go. Quote, I, redacted governor of the state of redacted, do hereby certify that severe weather which began on March 21st of 2022 produced heavy rain, large hail, damaging winds, and multiple tornadoes poses an imminent threat of widespread or severe damage, injury, or loss of life or property. End quote. And continuing on, quote, Therefore, in accordance with the authority vested in me by Section 418.014 of the Redacted Government Code, I do hereby declare a state of disaster in the previously listed counties, end quote. State disaster declaration for rain, hail, and tornadoes. This is stuff that doesn't linger for very long, okay? A storm blows through in a few hours. Now, contrast that with Ohio where we have a weapon of mass destruction being released and toxic chemicals being present for potentially days, weeks, months, years. I mean, it's a question mark to me. There's people speculating that this could be around for a very, very long time. A cleanup operation is going to have to happen, and of course you're going to have to assume that they're actually going to do a cleanup operation. Honestly, I don't even know. I mean, sh I mean of course they're going to pick up some of the debris off the ground. They're going to get the, the train cars out of there. But is anybody going to do a comprehensive chemical cleanup operation of this area? Honestly, I don't know. It's almost like nobody cares. Where are the politicians? I thought the politicians loved us, by the way. Did, have, you ever, have you ever gotten the feeling that some people really believe that these politicians love us? They have our best interests at heart? I mean, this is why people turn out to political rallies, right? When their politicians win elected office, they show up to a political rally and they go, Woo! Yeah, my politician won! Yay! Woo! The party won! The party won! Woo! Hoot and holler! But now look at them. Where are we at now in, in, in East Palestine, Ohio? What's going on out there? Why has there not been a state disaster declaration? And I know what somebody's going to say. Oh my gosh, Roman. How in the... Why, what about, about a federal disaster declaration? Uh, there hasn't been a federal disaster declaration either. Are you going to talk about that? Well, here's, the th here's the thing about that. Does the federal government really have any constitutional authority here? Like, where in the Constitution does it state that the federal government shall declare disaster areas or shall spend money to do local cleanup in local communities and so on and so forth. Does it say that anywhere in there? Is it fairly explicit about that? Best as I can tell, it's really not. Somebody might be able to say that, well, there's these fungible sections of the Constitution you could kind of string together an argument where maybe, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. This is a, that's a con there's a constitutional problem there, potentially. So I'm not even going to talk about it. I don't, I don't give a crap, to be brutally honest with you what the federal government's doing about this. I don't give a crap. This is a state issue, for sure. There's no, because there's no ambiguity there. There's no doubt there. This is clearly a state issue. So why isn't the, why hasn't the state declared a disaster area? And they haven't, by the way, in case you're curious. As of February 16th, anyway, they have not declared a disaster in Ohio. And I know that because I read a letter written by a prominent person requesting that they declare a disaster. There's multiple parties at this point requesting that they declare a disaster out there, a state disaster declaration, but they will not do it. Why not? Why are they refusing to do it? I thought they loved the people. I thought these politicians loved, loved the people. Where's all the love? I thought these politicians got into politics just because they loved the people. They wanted to serve the people. But in some cases, I see, I see politicians laughing about this. I'm not joking. I saw somebody on television or on video, uh, not a few days back, laughing about it. What's the story? With, what's the story there? Or chuckling? I mean, you could debate whether was it a laugh? Was he laughing, Roman, or was he chuckling? I don't know. I think he was laughing, chuckling, whatever. It's all a big joke to these people. It doesn't affect them. 
See, because while you elect these people that, that supposedly love you, and they supposedly love the people, while you elect them, what they're doing is they're engaging in corruption operations. They're entertaining lobbyists, they're getting paid, the party's getting paid, the politicians are getting paid, everybody's getting reelected or trying to. And they're just laughing all the way to the bank, folks. Can you hear the, can you hear the politicians laughing at you? Can you hear them? <laughs> because I guarantee you, it sounds a little something like that. Now, why am I talking about this? Why is this important? Again, if you're expecting these people to save you, it's never going to happen, okay? These people are not here to save you. They sound like they are sometimes. They sound like they're going to save you sometimes. Of course, they're, and they're going to promise you the world. They're going to say all kinds of sweet things. But when the bodies hit the ground, believe me, these people usually don't give a crap about you unless it's for some reason convenient to them or unless they're just pressured to do so. They have no choice. They have to. They have to. Now, are all these politicians this way? No, they're not. And it's not really based on sides, because some politicians on one side will, will do the right thing sometimes, and some politicians on the other side will do, some, do things right sometimes. And then on either side, there will be politicians that just don't give a crap. It's not about sides. This is not about sides. That's why I'm not partisan about this. That's why I don't name names. That's why I don't talk about specific political parties. And it's why I, I redacted that information previously quoted from a state disaster declaration. I write a very careful line here of being nonpartisan. I'm not going to be partisan about this. I'm talking about these people in general. But it, it, you, you might say, well, my politician is different, Roman. My politician is pure as the driven snow. He loves the people, and he or she would never, never neglect the people like this. Never neglect the people. Uh-huh. Sure. The, the, but the problem is you never really know. You can't count on them. Well, then, Roman, what are we supposed to do? Stop putting your faith in these people. Most of the time, they are not good people. Most of the time, they are in it to cash checks and buy mansions. That's it. They are there to cash checks and buy mansions. Why do you think so many politicians make a career out of this? Why do you think that is? And why do you think so many politicians stay in office until they're 70, 80, 85 years old? Is it because this is really hard work that grinds you down and makes you miserable because of the intensity of it, the pressure of it? Oh my gosh, this is such hard work. It just, I feel drained at the end of the day. I can barely function. Do you think that's why they do this, do that all the way up into their 70s race? No, they do it because it's easy. It's easy money. An 85-year-old person, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, could not do back-breaking, draining, exhausting, high-pressure work all the time and, and do it for 10, 11, 12 hours a day and function. But that's not the kind of work these people are doing. This is easy money, folks. They're getting the easy money. They're cashing checks and buying mansions, people. And you think they care about a little town called East Palestine, Ohio? They don't care. They're going to they're gonna burn some toxic chemicals and release a, a weapon of mass destruction, allegedly, according to USA Today. I don't make this stuff up. And multiple other publications are saying the same thing. Now, either they're completely wrong, and they're, the U, USA Today is lying through their teeth, and all these other publications are lying through their teeth, or there's something seriously wrong here. You know, and they're saying that the burn-off was safe, it was within safe tolerances, this, that, and the other thing. But again, still, why wouldn't you declare a state disaster area for this? It's not like this happens every day. It's not like it's normal. I can't remember the last time I heard a story like this. I think I did hear of one similar to this, toxic chemicals involved, train derailment. It was many years ago. There's derailments all the time, but not quite like this. And what is it about the lobbyists? 
I mean, people, I mean, do you folks even realize, when I say cashing checks and buying mansions, okay, you've got these political prostitutes that are basically selling themselves to the highest bidder and, 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 and in effect, basically selling America, selling the states, selling the communities, and selling the people to the highest bidder, too, by, by, by extension. So there was another article. I'll, I'll go ahead and read this article. I was debating whether or not to read it or not, but I'll read a snippet from this article. Here's another USA Today article. Title of the article, and I quote, Trains are becoming less safe. Why the Ohio derailment disaster could happen more often, end quote. This article was written by a Tammy Abdullah of USA Today, and this was written on February the 14th of 2023. And I quote, The effort to create a new safety rule was fought by industry lobbyists, including Norfolk Southern Corporation the Atlanta-based company whose train derailed February 3rd in eastern Ohio and spilled chemicals, leaving residents in East Palestine worried about their air, soil, and water quality, end quote. And I continue, quote, Efforts to reduce costs, including lobbying against costly regulation, increasing train lengths, reducing inspection times, and making major cuts to the railroad workforce have made trains less safe, labor representatives and industry experts told USA Today. That has increased the potential for accidents like the one in Ohio to become more common, end quote. There you go. The, the, there's the lobbying for you right there. Not not terribly concerned about safety most of the time. That This is what we like to call, you know, the, the, the community of East Palestine, Ohio, is what they would probably call acceptable losses. These people are expendable. Their property is expendable. Their lives are expendable. Their businesses are expendable. Their children are expendable, right? That's what they would say. This is an acceptable loss, according to the politicians and the lobbyists. Just write them off. It's kind of a sad commentary, isn't it? So what's the overall message here? What do I gather from this? Stop trusting these people. Just stop. If you're looking to these people to save you, it ain't gonna happen. You can't just go out every couple of years or every four years, vote for these people, and expect to be saved. Oh, praise the Lord, we are saved. Our politician has been elected. The great politician has been elected to office. And our party has won. We are saved, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing that's gonna save us is us. You know, this is why we have to study the letters from our founding fathers and study history and do the other things and be good citizens and take responsibility for these things. And, you know, if we have to we have to stay on top of this, we, you have to keep an eye on these people. So when you elect these people, whoever they are in whatever side you're on, I don't care what side you're on. See, that's the thing about me. I don't care what side you're on. I care about doing the right thing and following the Constitution regarding the Bill of Rights as sacred instead of just a piece of toilet paper. And when you elect these people, whoever they are, you need to keep an eye on them. And if they step out of line, if they're not doing their job, if they're not adhering to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and they're not protecting their people at the state level, you need to call them out on it. Instead of just assuming that everything, everything, is, everything is fine. And if you live in Ohio, you have some phone calls to make. I mean, why every citizen in Ohio is not burning up the telephone lines is beyond me. I would do it, but I don't live in Ohio. You better believe if I lived in Ohio, there'd be some phone calls being made. I'd be tearing it up. Those phone lines would be on fire, ladies and gentlemen. But if I called, they would basically tell me to go pound sand. You know, you people in, in your states, you have to look out for each other, okay? That's the, that's the entire point of this episode. You have to look out for each other because the politicians are not going to do it. You expect these state agencies and these politicians to look out for you, to protect you, to save you, to do all these things. You can't always count on them. Sometimes you have to poke and prod these people, metaphorically speaking, by way of the phone and online pressure, etc. You have to look out for each other. And I certainly hope right now that the people of Ohio have the back of the people in East Palestine. I really hope so. I don't know that they do. I don't know what they're doing out in Ohio right now. 
because I only have so many hours in the day and I've got work to do, so I can't read every single article. But hopefully the people of Ohio do not stab their fellow citizens in the back and hang them out to dry and leave them behind just to retire to their rec room and watch Netflix. There's a whole lot more important going on right now than Netflix in Ohio. There's a job to do. And I know some people are doing it. I just don't know that everybody... As a matter of fact, I know everybody's not doing it. We have to be better citizens. We have to look out for each other. All we really have is each other. The politicians, a lot of times, some of them, some of them are okay. But most of them, in my humble opinion, are really just crap. And you can't count on them to watch our back. So we have to do that ourselves. That's us. We have to watch each other's backs. So let's do that. Let's watch each other's backs. Let's be the good citizens that we should be. It's the only way we're going to be able to keep everything together. And I know people are busy, but sometimes we have a job to do. You know, here I am, you know, doing this podcast this weekend, and I'm trying like heck to record multiple episodes and, and do this content. I got a full-time job besides this. This ain't my only gig, plus I have other responsibilities. I got all kinds of stuff going on right now. Stuff I got to do, though. I'd rather be having fun right now. And while I do enjoy do, doing the podcast on some level, it's it's not a, the work involved is not exactly what I would describe as fun or exciting. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. And I hope you enjoy the bonus episodes. You know, I hope you stick around for the bonus episodes. I hope you find it informative. I hope you find it interesting. I hope you find the content uh, something that uh, is thought-provoking at the very least. At the very least. Uh, I know it's not always going to be entertaining. I don't really do entertainment value podcasts. Not really what I do. I do informative. I do educational. I do history. I do a lot of things. I don't really do entertainment. But let's be good citizens. Let's look out for each other. You know, you know there's a lot of great people in this country. And sometimes really terrible things happen to them. You know, we got to try to have their back to some degree. And honestly, that thing out there in East Palestine, I mean, the news media is kind of talking about it a little bit. And some of the podcasters and the radio folks are talking about it just a little bit. But honestly, there really hasn't been as much time dedicated to that as you would think, given the, given the severity of the crisis and the way it's being neglected by uh, certain politicians. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope I see you on the next one. And with all that said, this is Roman signing out. Thank you.